Hey everyone, Spencer Sue here, your tech realtor of the Bay Area. Because of my background as an enterprise software sales manager for a decade and making a successful transition as a top realtor, I've been introducing a new series to take a look and provide my candid thoughts on new prop tech businesses. These could range from products to companies leveraging technology to improve all facets of real estate. The real estate industry is one of the slowest to adopt technology and one of the reasons for this is because it's extremely fragmented. However, it doesn't stop a lot of companies to try to figure out solutions for these really big problems. This week, we're going to take a look at Realty Mogul, a crowdfunding platform where investors and real estate investment sponsors come together to create mutually agreeable real estate investments. As of July 2015, Realty Mogul has raised $45 million dollars with another Series B round, undisclosed, in mid-2019. Realty Mogul opens up the opportunity for accredited investors to be exposed to a lot more real estate investing options that they never had access to before. In the United States, to be considered as an accredited investor, one must have a net worth of at least $1 million, excluding the value of one's primary residence, or have an income of at least $200,000 each year for the last two years, or $300,000 combined income if married, and have the expectation to make the same amount. Now, these investment opportunities could now be in multifamily units, self-storage, office space, industrial spaces, and previously, in order for investors to invest in these types of projects, they actually had to personally get referred to these types of investment vehicles. Groups that manage these projects are called syndications, and they are typically unable to do any sort of these types of public advertising for any projects which limits their marketing reach. However, Realty Mogul has certainly bypassed that, as you can see from their own website, that you're able to see offerings at any time. So what are my thoughts on this company? They, along with other crowdfunding real estate sites, have brought significantly more exposure to this modality of investing that was always hidden or difficult to find for the general public. People didn't have too many options to invest in specific buildings as the previous exposure was more related to like publicly traded REITs, R-E-I-T-S. REITs are when you're actually having a money that's pulled together with other investors in a collective investment scheme that invests in a portfolio of income generating real estate assets. So this is a, a, gets you a lot more specific over that, that proper, particular property. The other thing is that it's also really easy to use. It has a very slick UI, so you can easily jump and explore all sorts of different projects. Because this is a platform, there's always lots of new opportunities and a lot of new syndicators. Last but not least, the amount of money to participate in a large project can be as little as $5,000, which is much lower than the typical amount of investment, which is usually $50,000 as a bare minimum. If you want to basically create your own mini REIT, you're certainly welcome to do so. It's also a fantastic platform for newer syndication groups to get started to raise capital as it can leverage the Realty Mogul platform to attract money much easier than they were to do it through themselves, which is usually through roadshows or through you know, friends and family. So what are the challenges and what are the potential problems? There are several things about this approach that I'm certainly concerned about. You are relying on Realty Mogul's due diligence to vet out these operators. They are a brand and compete with other real estate crowdfunding platforms themselves. So generally experienced investors 
wouldn't actually come to these websites. They would continue to work with the people that they trust. So Realty Mogul inherently attracts a lot more newer investors that don't have the same experience or criteria. And so what does this really mean though? The deals itself may not actually be as good as they're projected. Every syndicator today will claim the same target IRR or internal rate of return of your money, which is roughly about 18%. However, those are all projections anyways, based off of rent figures, a possible exit price, acquisition price, and how well they actually manage the operations and expenses. I would certainly trust those that have done a lot more than 20 deals than one that's just getting started. You don't know what you don't know in this business. The other reality is this. Top private syndicators have no issues of raising capital, as the biggest challenge right now is not finding money, but it's finding the right deals. Money is plentiful in this environment, but good opportunities aren't. However, when you're a newer syndicator in this space, the desire just to get into a project to gain experience is very much more different than an experienced syndicator whose desire is to actually maintain a strong reputation because their whole track record is on the line. So my quick summary, crowdfunding for real estate has certainly brought much more investors into this world, which has actually brought up the pool of buyers, increasing the exit prices for a lot of, a lot of these original syndicators. So that the more buyers that are in this marketplace means higher demand, which also means higher prices. Since there are only so many properties to go after, there's not that many more new properties that come available. This has brought tremendous exit opportunities for those that already had these properties, as they can just sell it to the next person that may not know better. So it's been really good from an exit perspective. As you look into this, just be careful like any other investment, do your own due diligence. But I would love to hear from you. Have you invested in these sites yourself? Leave in the comments below. I'm always interested in hearing your experiences, and I suspect as time goes on, things will either get better as they'll attract even bigger names, or you might see a fallout if the economy turns south because now you're gonna have to deal with how are these inexperienced operators gonna deal in a down cycle. That's also very important to know because a skilled operator may have had the opportunity to go through that journey in the last cycle. I hope you enjoyed this new series. If you have any questions or would like to begin the home buying journey, let's talk. I'm never too busy to have a private conversation and share how I can help you every step of the way. I certainly do not object to any new listings too. The market is red hot still in the Bay Area. If you're planning to leave the Bay Area even over the next two years, it's probably a really good time to think about it now given just how hot the market is for sellers. Thank you so much for making it to the very end of my podcast. If you are tired of renting in the Bay Area, are a homeowner looking to do a trade up for a bigger home, or are a real estate investor, I would love to connect. Click on the Calendly link and let's set up a time to talk. It's never too early to talk about options and to work out a game plan. I also do have an email newsletter, so sign up on the link in the show notes, or you're welcome to watch all of my content on YouTube. See you at the next one.